When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. This is Doc Insider. Doc's going to pick it up, and here we go. Got him deep. He's open. He's got it. He's gone. How about that? Oregon repeats. As the Pac-12 champion. Duarte pulls up. Three ball. Bang! LJ Figueroa! Oregon goes back to back for the fourth time in the last six years. The Ducks are Pac-12 champions. Foley three. Goal! Foley ball! fires and hits a three. Left wing. Pow, pow. Yeah, boom, boom. Welcome to Duck Insider. What a weekend. We're just getting started. This is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Live from the Country Financial Studio, here's Joey Mack. Joe Moorhead, Oregon offensive coordinator, just wrapped up talking to the media. We will jump into that here coming up in just a little while. The Oregon offensive coordinator discussing the quarterback room, the tight end position, all those wide receivers that we've heard so much about. Lots to unpack as spring football continues today. The Ducks were in pads for the first time for Oregon spring football. Ducks were in shells a couple days ago, now full pads. And some young guys are getting a little bit of rotation that you'll hear Joe Moorhead talk about in a moment. Also, earlier this week, Penny Sewell met with the media. That's right. I think Penny Sewell is a once-in-a-lifetime talent on the offensive line. He talked uh, about his pro day for the Ducks and... We're going to hear a little bit more from Panay Sewell coming up. Also, Alex Forsyth and Johnny Johnson met with the media today. They just wrapped up, may not get them into the system in time, 
but we will do our best to today. And if we do not have them for you today, we will definitely have them for you on the show tomorrow. Elsewhere, Oregon softball preparing for a huge weekend. Huge weekend for Oregon softball. The Ducks are going to play UCLA. This is a top five matchup between two of the best teams, not just in the Pac-12, but in the entire country. We're going to talk with Melissa Lombardi here coming up on the show. Head softball coach for the Ducks says, Jane Sanders Stadium will have some fans. I know a lot of people wondering, what's it going to look like for spring football in the spring game on May 1st? We don't know yet. Give it a little time. Some things, it's still a ways away in all seriousness because it seems like things still change by the hour here. So bear with us. Uh, I know fans are wondering, hey, is it going to be open? Are going to be tickets? What's it going to look like? We don't know yet. So bear with us. Stay tuned on that. Uh, but we can tell you that Oregon baseball, and, excuse me, <coughs> Oregon softball, choking myself up, Oregon softball will have tickets available. Um, Oregon baseball, I understand tickets went pretty darn fast for the rivalry series this week. That's a good thing. Thank you, fans. We appreciate it. As Oregon baseball is going to play Oregon State at 7 o'clock. That's after Oregon softball plays UCLA at 5 o'clock. Both are at home. We're going to have an awesome weekend of Diamond Sports. A top five meeting at Jane Sanders Stadium. A top 25 meeting at PK Park between Oregon and Oregon State. Really awesome. I'll have the call for baseball. Uh, the guys at KWVA are going to have the call on the radio side for softball. And, of course, uh, Oregon softball and Oregon baseball will both be on the Pac-12 network back-to-back uh, -back, uh, for those of you tuning in on the TV side. But, as we always tell you, encourage you, sync it up, will you? You'd rather listen to us than the TV guys, right? I mean, we're rooting for the Ducks. That's what we want. You don't want to listen to them when they do features on UCLA and on the Beavs. Eh, nobody wants that. A pair of Oregon volleyball players... Uh, earning some conference honors as Gloria Mutiri and Brooke Nunaville were voted all-conference in the 2021 spring season by the league's coaches. Carson Bacon and Georgia Murphy also earned honorable mention recognition. Matt Ulmer's squad will play in the postseason tournament beginning next Thursday. Will be their first match. They will play the winner of next Wednesday's match between Army and Notre Dame. Stay tuned on that. We'll have more coming up on the show throughout the course of the week. Brooke Yanez also met with the media talking Oregon softball. We'll hear from her on the show. And the editor-in-chief, GoDucks.com, Rob Mosley, normally joined us yesterday, but we had so much stuff yesterday. I asked Rob, hey, do you, do you mind sliding today? And he was like, oh, yeah, no problem. So we're going to talk to Rob today. It's not a normal Wednesday without Rob Mosley, but we're going to do it. We got a lot of stuff in yesterday, just like we're going to get a lot of stuff in today. And we begin hearing from Joe Moorhead, the Oregon offensive coordinator. I'm just going to get out of the way and let ball coach Mo talk as Joe Moorhead met with the media talking about all kinds of things on the Oregon offense, updating you on spring football. Joe Moorhead. Joe, just uh, give us an update on, on each of the quarterbacks now that the, the composition of the room is a little different. Yeah, I think I think we've got a, a lot of ability and talent in the room. You know, A.B. is the guy with the most experience and productivity on this level, so uh, he's doing a real nice job, you know, digesting the information, taking it on the field and being real productive, you know, with, um, you know, Robbie Butter and Ty. You know, those, those guys are all, you know, relatively inexperienced. You know, a couple of them have a season under the belt and ties an early enrollee. So so for them, you know, everything's kind of a new learning experience, particularly with our first spring ball. But, but once again, all guys who can throw, all guys who can run, all guys who are smart and digest it. And, and with Robbie, he's, uh, you know, you just got to you know, tip your hat to him uh, that he's able to kind of, you know, run back and forth, you know, from, from football to baseball and, 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 you know, be playing well. In both of them, you know, I think that's a credit to him. Joe, how important is this spring, not just for some of the younger players, but for the returners as well, considering you you guys didn't get that full spring last season? 
Yeah, I think it's 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 critical a critical phase in our development. You know, as we as we move forward to the next season, and uh, you know, we only had four opportunities last spring in a, in a truncated fall camp, and you know, like I said, with the installation of a new offense and a bunch of new guys up front and a new guy behind center, you know, that had uh, you know created some challenges. I think we were able to. Uh, you know, attack very well. And then, you know, now I just, I look at this as 15 opportunities for us to continue to grow as an offense, uh, grow and grow as a position unit. And I think the guys are doing a nice job taking advantage of those opportunities. Joe, each quarterback competition every spring is probably a little different. Have you had any similar to this where you've got one guy with a lot of experience and then three really, I think, young, talented guys with no experience? Is this trying any comparisons to any other spots you've, you've been in the past? This is year 23 or 24. So I'm sure there was, there was one along the way, you know, um, you know, but yeah, the situation where, where there's an incumbent and guy with a, a ton of experience and a ton of production and then really, really below them, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of young guys who, who really need every rep that they can get, you know, to help maximize their ability. And, you know, they've all been growing with each practice and, and Brad, Brad Yaff adds a, adds a lot of value to our room as well. So I'm sure there have been some, but, uh, you know, everyone is a little bit unique in and of itself. You have a unique situation at wide receiver, obviously, with a group of super seniors with so much experience leading the way, and then some of the highest-ranked recruits in program history at that position. What does that competition look like early on? Yeah, that's a new term, super senior. I'm not, that's for the guys coming back. I like it. All right. Yeah, it's you hit the nail on the head. You know, a bunch of guys that are uh, – you know, upperclassmen with a, a bunch of experience and productivity and, and meshing that together with, with guys who have been here and maybe haven't seen the field as much. And, and certainly, you know, not just a receiver position, but across the board, you know, uh, skill and line, you know, those mid-year enrollees, I mean, it's it's critical in their development, you know, getting the spring practices, getting the uh, strength and conditioning, and then having all the summer and fall camp, you know, having those guys be a, a step ahead. So they're, uh, you know, they're continuing to push each other. You know, the older guys are helping the younger guys, and that speaks to the uh, culture of the program, you know, to, to have competition, but still working to uh, be good teammates. But yeah, we're, we're definitely excited about both the, the returnees and uh, certainly the incoming guys as well. Aside from quarterback, you've got almost every guy back, a lot of experience. I guess, what do you typically expect in a year one to year two jump in improvements in, in your offense? What are you, what are you hoping to see from a, from a jump standpoint? Yeah, I, I don't think you necessarily put a, a tangible number on it relative to points or yards or things like that. But, you know, at this stage of the season, you know, we just want to see an improvement from, from, you know, practice one to practice two and still on down the line through 15. And then we'll get into our, you know, summer program when they're on their own. And then we'll hit fall camp, keep working to you know, maximize those opportunities. But uh, I, I feel fairly confident in saying that everywhere I've been as, as a coordinator or a, or a head coach, that there's been a, a nice, um, Improvement from year one to year two, and that I think it goes along with talent, with our understanding of the system. You know, some of the things that we're able to do in year two that, you know, maybe you weren't able to do year one schematically, and particularly last year with the, you know, the abbreviated preparation. So just like to see them take that that next big step from year one to year two, you know, individually uh, as a unit, and hopefully that helps the team as well. Joe, I know the Fiesta Bowl didn't go quite how you guys uh, had anticipated, but um, you know that that's really some of Anthony's only experience in this offense, getting reps. What were you able to take away from his uh, Fiesta Bowl performance? Yeah, he uh, in you know had threw a couple touchdowns in the in USC game in abbreviated time, so I thought that was a, a good start to it. But in his first extended time, I think his first full drive is when we were backed up, whatever it was, at the minus one or minus two, and you know we went ninety nine yards, scored a touchdown, and got us into. Uh, field goal range the next drive but you know he's a very cool calm customer he's a guy who's played a lot of football 
He's a guy who's extremely intelligent and has a lot of ability as a thrower and as a runner. So um, it's not like this is a guy that we brought in and hadn't played elsewhere. I mean, he had 50 touchdowns on his resume and a bunch of passing yards and a lot of wins uh, and big wins at that. So, uh, you know, I'm very excited to work with Anthony in his last year eligibility. And I think he's really seizing the opportunity and understands the urgency that's required of this position. What does Robbie's skill set look like at quarterback? And then just with some of the athleticism that we've seen from him just playing baseball this year, is he a guy that could potentially play a different position for you guys down the road? No, that, that hasn't been discussed. You know, Robbie, Robbie's a quarterback, but, you know, the first thing you look at him in the football uniform or on the, on, the, on the diamond, he's a big physically imposing guy, you know, 6'3", 6'4", plus, you know, pushing 235 pounds, can run like the wind. He's got a very strong arm. You know, like any young guy, it's really the uh, – the digest the ability to digest the information of what we're doing and how teams are attacking us and how that all goes together on the practice field and it happening in a very you know small amount of time you know as it pertains to decision making so every every meeting every rep every practice we're seeing Robbie get a little bit better and like I said it's a credit to him that he's able to you know perform well during spring ball and also you know help uh, coach Wads and the baseball team out as well with Troy and Dante are I know you like to start guys at one spot, Joe. So it's one at the X and one at the Z. I mean, they're similar body size and, and they lend themselves mm-hmm. to the outside, but are they on the outside or is one at the Y or, or how are you uh, lining them up so far? They're they're both working uh, outside receiver positions right now. You know, Dante at the X, or I'm sorry, Troy at the X and Dante at the Z. But with certain formations, they'll get they'll get work at the, uh, you know, at the other spots. Uh, and, and Coach BMAC does a good job with everybody. Cross-training guys, so necessarily it's not the next guy at that position. Maybe that goes in with the next best guy. So yeah, the, to answer your original question, James, they're, they're both they're both starting outside right now. With Sean out and, and Trey out and a couple of guys yet to enroll, it sounds like it's it's C.J. Travis and, and Cross in terms of like traditional running backs you guys have. Who, who else is filling in there? Mario mentioned there might be a couple guys from different position groups that have that have kind of helped you at running back right now because you're in a pinch. Yeah, Tevin Janis is is has done a a real nice job, kind of. Um, you know, filling in some reps there, and we brought in uh, and coach talked about a, a good young walk-on guy now that it's that's uh, joined us recently. So he's uh, he's doing a good job with with, with uh, you know li- limited time in the meetings room, and he he took a bunch of reps today. So uh, yeah, certainly with with um, you know uh, CJ and, and Travis and, and Cross have been here, and those guys, Coach Master's doing a great job rotating them, and then. Uh, you know, Tevin and the new guy are doing a good good job too. Your thoughts at tight end? DJ's is back with experience, but then you've got a bunch of other guys, Spencer, Patrick, and your two freshmen. Just kind of the the battle that's going to play out from now and until fall camp. Just yeah, that. yeah. Competition makes everyone better, and certainly, uh, you know, DJ and Spencer played uh, a pretty significant amount of ball here. You know, and, and made some plays. You know, Patrick was dinged up a little bit last year, and you know, certainly, uh, you know the, the you know, real young, talented guys, and you got, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a deep and uh, talented room, and giving those guys a ton of reps and giving them a chance to improve as blockers and you know make plays in the pass game. And I said Bobby's doing a great job with them, and uh, we just got to continue to give them a ton of reps. Where is Patrick in his development? He's obviously a guy that some fans had hoped would play with his brother right out of the gate. That didn't happen, and then injured. Where is he at right now, and what kind of talent does he have? I think Patrick's just a Obviously, you know, has all the physical tools, you know, you know, big, strong guy, you know, uh, physical in the run game and get open and catch the ball well, you know, very natural hands. Um, you know, and, and I think in his development, you know, missing a little bit of time, he's just maximizing these opportunities to spring ball to improve his fundamentals and technique, the knowledge of the offense, and then 
making plays. So I don't say it's starting over from scratch because that's not necessarily the case, but I think you see him getting his feet back underneath them and kind of getting uh, reaccustomed to the physicality and the speed of the game. But he's certainly a guy that possesses a lot of talent and, you know, he'll, uh, you know, take full advantage of these 15 opportunities. Joe, Travis was one of your guys' best weapons last year, you know, really just doing everything that you could ask for him, it seems like. What are you looking to see from him as, as far as, you know, uh, his next step? No, I think it's just a continued development of, of his uh, skill set as a uh, running back, which he did a very, very nice job. And I think you see he's uh, a guy that can create matchup issues when he's, you know, uh, being covered by, by a linebacker or a safety. So certainly it, it, I think it's incumbent upon us to make sure we're doing the things schematically, you know, to not just Travis, but to maximize all of our guys' abilities and put them in a position to be successful and make plays. And, you know, he's a guy that gives us a lot of, a lot of uh, schematic flexibility in terms of where we can put him and what we ask him to do because he's, he's definitely a very exciting playmaker. Here's what you're looking for for the next three practices in particular, Joe, because uh, Mario was saying it'll be a, a week from Saturday. It'll be the first uh, scrimmage of the spring. So, yeah, we're, we're like we're still in installation phase right now. So, you know, we go the two midweek practices, we'll install, install. And then on a Saturday, we, we do a review of those days and then kind of a comprehensive review. So uh, we'll continue doing that. Like I said, taking the information from the meeting room to the field and be able to apply it with uh, physicality and precision. But from the quarterback position, you know, just talking to those guys about um, uh, being able to uh, understand what we're doing and why, how we're attacking the defense, being able to produce um, explosive plays while minimizing turnovers, right? Uh, and then the same thing from an intangible standpoint, gaining the confidence of other teammates uh, and, and in protecting the football. So th those are all the things that we, we uh, you know, kind of grade those guys on. Joe Moorhead, the Oregon offensive coordinator. He met with the media today, brought to you by our friends at Willamette Valley Cancer Institute and Research Center. Fight like a duck with cancer care you can count on. Today's show brought to you by North Fork Public House. Open for dine-in and take out NorthForkEugene.com. Up next, it is a huge weekend at the Jane. Oregon softball head coach Melissa Lombardi will join us to talk all things Ducks heading in to the big-time matchup with UCLA this weekend on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Hi, welcome to the Spicy Drive-In. May I take your order? Can I get the spicy chicken sandwich, please? The spicy chicken is an excellent choice, sir. And to drink? Uh, whatever's fine. Oh, may I make a beverage pairing recommendation this evening? Sure. If we are feeling especially bold tonight, sir, I would recommend the Mountain Dew with that. It's bravely unrestrained with a very alive aroma that pairs wonderfully with your spicy chicken. It's followed by a hint of zesty citrus flavor. Uh, yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm sure you already know this, sir, but remember to appreciate the nose first by giving the Mountain Dew a little swirl to relieve volatizing. Uh, uh, uh vola what? To change the flavor compounds and activate your taste buds to get them fully primed for that chicken sandwich. Ah, it's delicious. <laughs> now you're getting the hang of it. The muscular flavor-charged characteristics of Mountain Dew make for an absolutely epic mouthfeel when paired with spicy cuisine. It is quite on point, sir. Dude, it's a perfect match. Like they were made for each other. So true, so true. When you want to make good food bolder and bold food better, do the do. Don't go anywhere. Duck Insider continues after these messages on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Learfield IMG College. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo. Hundo P. Hundo P. Adjective. Short for being 100% sure or certain. As in, if we get a puppy, I'll Hundo P. always walk it. <laughs> You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. 
A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. the country financial studio joey mack here with you on duck insider presented by on point community credit union every week we get the opportunity via the university of oregon alumni association guest line to talk with oregon softball head coach melissa lombardi coach it is great to always have you with us uh, you go three and one against a rival that's a pretty darn good weekend uh, give us the recap of, of what it was like up in corvallis for your squad um, i thought we had a great weekend uh you know i think there's obviously some things that we can improve on but Ultimately, we found a way to get three wins, and I think to go on the road to Corvallis and to get three out of four, I think that's a pretty good weekend. Can I look back on one specific moment for you, and it's going to be one of the first moments that probably comes to mind for a lot of Duck fans, which is you got a little bit of a shot in the arm on Thursday with a uh, leadoff run scoring. Uh, that's usually a good thing to start a series, right? Yeah, and that's um, really all we needed, um, just for Haley to come up first pitch of the game, and make it one to nothing on the scoreboard it was huge for us. And then from there, just to rely on our defense and to rely on Brooke Yanez the rest of the way was great. Tell us how good Brooke has been. You know, I feel like any time that you guys have called her number, she's been ready for it. Uh, yeah, I, I think Brooke is definitely, um, you know, it's, it's fun to watch athletes grow. And she's definitely growing. But just to see her really start to elevate her game in, in different areas, you know, whether it's strategy or the mental side of it, um, physically to just be efficient with what she's doing. I really like what she's doing. I really like the confidence that she has on the mound. And um, it just, like I said, it's been awesome to watch her perform. Last Thursday, uh, a 2 nothing win over Oregon State. Dropped the first game of the doubleheader 1-8, to eight, but then bounced back 1-4-0. And then on Saturday, a great conclusion in a 4-3 to three win. You know, I... I wanted to zero in if we could real quick on on that four to three win. That game was very stressful to, to to tune in for for me. How stressful was it for you and your coaching staff throughout that one? Yeah, it was a tough one. It was a tough one, but you know um, we're confident in our team, and they show that they know how to grind. They show that they know how to come back. Um, they also show that we don't have to just rely on one. That we can rely on all of them to come through in a tough situation. How valuable is it to to have gone through close games like that in the context of, of the larger season, Coach? I mean, there, there's something to be said for learning how to win, right? I think it's really valuable. Like right now, this team is showing that they can hit with two strikes and score runs. They are showing that they can hit with two outs and score runs. Um, They've showed that they know how to come back in tough games and that they fight through the very end. That's what I love the most is their fight. You know, the um, the second game of the doubleheader, I thought that was our biggest test of the weekend because the first game, I don't think we played very well, and I think they would say the same. But how are we going to answer in the second game? 
and I love their response. You know, talking about that second game, that's a tough thing to do in a doubleheader, right? I mean, you, mm -hmm. you don't have the momentum coming through from the first game. So what, what was it like in between games for that switch to kind of flip and you guys play better in that second game? I think for them, it's them as a group, um, all of us making a decision to let that first game go, understand what we need to adjust and get ready for the next. I think you got to leave that behind. You got to leave it in the past and, and move forward. And I thought they, that's exactly what they did. I thought they moved forward, got a clean slate, a new game and uh, found a way to get the W. Yeah, I want to talk about your pitching staff in a moment, but, but just offensively, the depth of your offense was on display this weekend. Nice to have that depth, and how do you think that depth performed in your lineup? Uh, great. It was nice to see different people, like to see Maya step up, and she had a 12-pitch at bat and came through for us clutch. To see Shay come through, uh, Rachel, you know, with a big bomb this weekend, uh, Haley, you know, it was nice to see different athletes uh, really just passing the bat to each other and finding a way to get it done. You have some versatility, and we've touched on this before, Coach, but I, I feel like that's important, right? I mean, any team throughout the course of the year, and I feel like when you get to that midway point, every team's dealing with players being nicked up, and you do have to have some versatility on your roster, and you guys have that a little bit, don't you? For sure. We, Like I said, we've had it since day one. Uh, they are not afraid to get out of position. They, they all ultimately, they want to be on the field and they want to play. And if it's in their spot, they're all for it. If it's in another spot, they're, they're athletic enough to, to do that. So I love the versatility. Um, you know, you don't know with injuries, you don't know with COVID, you know, there's so many different things that could happen during a season um, just to bank on one person. I, I don't, I, as a coach, that would make me very uncomfortable. Talking about the pitching staff, but, you know, we, we could rave about Brooke Yanez for, for pretty much the entire show. You know, that's how good she's been. How key was it for, for after mechanically Thermos has a rough outing in, in the one game you guys lost to then come back and get that save in the final game? I mean, how clutch was that? How key was that for her? Clutch, clutch. You know, uh, she would tell you that um, that second day that she just, you know, she just, it wasn't her day for sure. But what I want to see, just like the double header, is how she responds to the next day, throwing her into the fire against their, you know, the top of their lineup, um, you know, with us leading four to three and to be able to get out of that jam. And she did. She came right back in and got it done for us. So uh, I think that was key for her. I think it was key for our team. It was that was a big, big win. You know, in the context of the overall season, maybe you can't answer this right now, but I feel like that could be one of those moments that we look back on here at the end of the year and be like, man, that was a big moment. Like, she learns a lot in those experiences, doesn't she? Absolutely. I think that was a pivotal moment for her. I think it was a pivotal moment for our team as well. So, yes, I think it's definitely something we would look back um, on the season and say what that did for us as a team. Melissa Lombardi, Oregon softball head coach, kind enough to take some time and join us. I did want to ask you about Allie Bunker at the plate. You know, she she's done a lot of different things for you in her career, and it seems like just steady Eddie is like how I can describe Allie Bunker at this point, right? Yes, I like that. She is definitely a steady Eddie. Um, just Allie's just, just cool, cool at the plate. She likes to be in tough situations. She knows how to come up clutch for us. Um, she knows she doesn't try to do too much. Um, she's been great. She's hitting 386, slugging 682 with an OBP of mm -hmm. 411 at this point in the year. I think those are uh, those are good numbers. You know, that's not bad. 
That's, that's pretty darn solid. All right, I want to talk with you now about, of course, the weekend ahead. Uh, we've been talking a lot about last week, but now let's look ahead. Friday, 5 o'clock, Pac-12 Network. It is Oregon-UCLA in a top-five showdown between two Pac-12 powers. Then it's Saturday. The doubleheader begins at 1. That one's on ESPN2. The second game of the doubleheader will be on Pac-12 Network. And then on Sunday at noon, also on Pac-12 Network. So just a ho-hum top-five matchup, Coach. Oh, yeah. Right. No problem. We got to face them two times earlier this year, which was great. I think that was good for us to get to face them. Um, UCLA is a top program. I mean, they're the defending national champions, and, and they're solid in all areas. So it's going to be a dogfight. We've got to come out and have our best. You guys won the first one 3-1, uh, to one, lost the second one 9-3. to three. So what was the difference in those two games, Coach, and, and what can you take from those heading into this weekend? Yeah, I, I think um, in the first game we just are – our pitching and defense was solid, and we were timely with our hitting. I, I think the second game, um, we needed to be better in those departments. And then also, we just, you know, um, actually, I mean, the game, you look at the final score, but the majority of the game, we were in it. We just, we didn't do enough. They were better than us that day. I remember you and I were talking about that, how that was an example of the, the scoreboard maybe didn't show how close that game was. I mean, just... Mm-hmm. What, I feel like, though, that's something that, that with teams that are as good as you guys are and UCLA are, you, you see some of that, don't you? Like the floodgates can open really fast versus teams like this, and, and you guys have done that to squads this year too. For sure. It could be a, you know, a nail-biter, and then all of a sudden, you're right, the floodgate does open up. That's why you've got to be really solid with what you do for seven innings in all three areas um, because they're, you know, they're a great program. You can't kind of come in and – and hope to figure it out. you got to come in and get it done. How nice is it that it's working out that this series will be played at Jane Sanders Stadium and in front of some fans? As of we're talking right now, let's just say tickets are extremely hard to come by or they're sold out already. Uh, so fans, thank you for that. And looking forward to, even though it won't be a packed Jane Sanders, it will be officially a sold-out Jane Sanders Stadium, Coach. I mean, just how, much, how, how awesome is that for your program right now? It's awesome. You know, we've been going all year and really either playing in front of families or no one. So to get to play in front of a sold out Jane is is wonderful. Like we can't wait. I mean, our fans mean so much to us and what they bring to the game and, the, and home field advantage. It's huge. So we're, we're so excited for them to be at the Jane for us this weekend. We're going to need them. How much has... Your, I mean, we've talked about before, maybe a better way to ask this question. We've talked before about how your team is very good at generating its own energy. You know, like you have mm-hmm. a very lively dugout. But there's nothing to replace a, a crowd, right? I mean, that's a huge home field advantage, right? It, there's something about hearing that home team's crowd roar. And when we get to hear a crowd roar at the Jane, it's, it's an awesome feeling. That's why our athletes come here. They come here because of softball, and they come here because of the fan support and you know, what it's like to play in the Jane. So to have all of that this weekend is going to be huge. We, um, our dugout does a great job of creating energy on their own, but they love feeding off the crowd as well. Friday, 5 o'clock, a four-game set against UCLA. Just a ho-hum, top five nationally ranked teams matchup at Jane Sanders Stadium. Uh, You can tune in on Pac-12 Networks if you weren't able to get a ticket. Our buddies on KWVA will have the radio call as well on the student radio station. One o'clock Saturday on ESPN2, second game of the doubleheader on Pac-12 Network, and then on Sunday at noon, Oregon will be looking for a series win over UCLA. Melissa Lombardi, thank you for always taking the time. I always really appreciate it, and good luck this weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing everything happen at the Jane.
All right. Thanks, Joey. When we come back, uh, a lot more to talk about. There's tons of sports going on. Have you noticed? We're back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative. Doc Insider, Doc Insider, Doc Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just pop some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm place on a cold I want to be day. A football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. On Point Community Credit Union, Joey Mack in the Country Financial Studio. Thanks for joining us. Our Toyota Women's Sports Schedule Spotlight shining right on Oregon softball this weekend. That 5 o'clock start tomorrow. The Ducks at the Jane against UCLA. Also of note, number two acrobatics and tumbling will face number three Baylor in Waco, Texas. Saturday, 5 o'clock. It's a rematch of that March 6th meeting where Oregon knocked off the then top-ranked Bears at Matthew Knight Arena. Good luck to Keenan Wan and the rest of her team. I'm really looking forward to seeing acrobatics and tumbling season conclude because I think the Ducks have a pretty legit chance here at the end of the season. Brookie Nez, who has been the true ace for Oregon softball. Well, she caught up with the media yesterday. Got a little bit of that for you and some of the greatest hits of what Brookie Nez had to say heading into this top five matchup between Oregon and UCLA at Jane Sanders Stadium this weekend. The Oregon lefty, Brookie Nez. Yeah, I think it's just something that um, you kind of get used to, but it's also your mentality and how you can go around those things and especially knowing that if your teammate has got your back. And I think just those pressure, those pressure situations, it kind of forces you to dial in more and focus in more and figure out just what you need to do to get the job done. How are you feeling right now going into kind of the, the home stretch of, you know, the really important weekends going forward, especially against UCLA? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, 
I definitely, I'm excited. Um, whenever coach needs me to throw, I will throw. Whenever the team needs me to throw, I'll throw. So um, that's just kind of how the dynamic is right now. And I know my staff and I, we just work really well together. And um, when we're all working together, I feel like that's when we're most successful. So um, yeah, I feel like it's not just me, it's the rest of them too. And um, we know we have this weekend ahead of us and the rest of the weekend. So um, we definitely know what we need to do in preparation, whether that's recovery or mentality wise, or just practice wise of what we need to do to get the job done every weekend. Brooke, one thing, um, it looked like the way you were pitching uh, game one versus that game three, it looked like you were pitching to contact more. Was that something that you you noted you wanted to do, or was that just kind of going with what was what the hitters were giving you? Or I don't think there's a specific change in my approach. I just think that um, as a pitcher, I, I just take whatever path the game gives me and just trying to work through that from inning one to inning seven. So um, yeah, mentality same. I think physical physicality is the same. Um, but yeah, just going whichever way the game takes me. Each game is different. So. How many pitches are actually in your arsenal? I think we range from like, I'm not exactly sure. I would say it's honestly like three to five just because there's pitches that um, can go multiple directions. So I feel like that's not a different pitch, but it's just a different kind of slope or angle. And um, just being able to use each pitch. And I know coaches always talked about how off speed is really important. So just making sure that um, me and our staff just have a really great um, kind of spread when it comes to our pitches and pitching in games. And how much has that helped you these past couple of weeks in particular as you've rematched with teams, particularly Utah and, and OSU these past couple of weekends when you've rematched with teams? And Yeah, I think variety is really important and just um, knowing that one pitch is not, shouldn't be relied on for the season or even just that game, I think it's going to take um, a pitcher's whole spread and whole dynamic, including our staff, just to kind of um, be successful in these games, knowing that these are great hitters so that one, we aren't going to um, get by with just one pitch. Do you intentionally hold things back your first start or you just kind of you go, go by feel and if, if at the end of the start you've still got some things you haven't shown, you can break those out the next time you face them? Um, I feel like we generally just focus on each hitter and what we know that we can beat them with. Um, so if that just happens to not include some pitches, it just might not. And um, if it does, then we will. But um, normally we just focus on our hitters specifically and not so much um, me and what I need to cut back on or give my full 100% on. I think we go into the games knowing that I'm going to use each and every pitch and if that just doesn't happen it doesn't but um the mentality going into the game is just giving going all out trying to get this one trying to get each and every win that we can as you're out there do you recognize that like you're grinding doing everything but is there any kind of awareness like i'm not a hundred percent i'm like you know 90 percent i wouldn't say it's something that i'm crazy considering i crazy consider just because i mean if i'm if i'm at my 80 that is my hundred for the day and i have to use that. Um, I think just mentality over anything is what's going to make us pitchers successful. Doesn't matter how we're feeling. I didn't really feel any different that day. And I think my mentality really came through for me on that. And I think the hitters just needed a different look. And that's why 
and having McKenna come in, I think was just a really good decision. I mean, they hadn't seen her just, they saw it the day before. So I think that was really good. And what they saw was not everything that she had to give that day. So um, I think her coming in and being able to shut the door, I, that was huge. Talking about mechanically Thermos coming in and relief of Brookie Nez to get Oregon the two and a third inning save to win the series at Oregon State. That answer right there about mentality, but then also respecting her teammate, that is why Brooke Yanez is a great pitcher for Oregon softball. That right there. Love hearing from her as the Ducks will face UCLA beginning at 5 o'clock on Friday. Pac-12 Network and KWVA on the radio side. Ducks and Bruins in a top five matchup. Jeff Askin, I am wearing a mask because Scott Phillips is sitting in here, and that is the University of Oregon safety regulation right now. As Scott said, thank you for asking, and... I'm adhering to all of our policies. Up next, Rob Mosley's going to join us. He'll be wearing a mask as well. The editor-in-chief, GoDucks.com, on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Dear Freedom, Toyota hybrids say, let's go faster and further with 10 hybrid models to choose from and tons of top tech. The best part? Every Toyota hybrid offers an extended hybrid battery warranty for 10 years or 150,000 miles. So let's go places. Toyota hybrids. For Toyota hybrid, plug-in hybrid, and fuel cell and battery electric vehicles beginning with model year 2020. The hybrid HV battery is covered for 10 years from original date of first use or 150,000 miles, whichever comes first. Coverage is subject to terms and conditions of your new vehicle limited warranty. See owner's warranty and maintenance guide for details. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing. Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ag Council. the country financial studio it's duck insider presented by on point community credit union he's rob mosley normally i'd be saying he's joining us via the university of oregon alumni association guest line but he was over for football practice today i filmed a quack minute that you saw on the oregon football social media channels already today and so now he's here what's up rob hello how, how are we are you? doing you're good you got your diet mountain dew you ready to roll yeah good. i think it's your diet mountain dew that's all right man I, we like to share Appreciate you know it. the uh the, the fridge is always open in the studio in a normal in a normal year we would go through about 25 diet mountain dews in two weeks Half of them were you. Yeah. 
No. Hey. I'm just doing my part. That's right. Do your player. Part. Thank you. How's pra- how practice today? It was good. Uh, yeah, we were inside the Mashovsky Center, so a little different look. It was raining first thing this morning, but th- it stayed dry during practice, but better safe than sorry. But full pads, so they got after it. Yeah, started out with some live contact hitting, get the get the juices flowing, and, yeah, it was pretty lively. You said that uh, practice, I love the way you described it, that it just sounded different when shells were on. Yeah. Probably yeah. sounded quite a bit different today, too. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, that, 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 that f- the very first period they went kind of a – one-on-one blocking and tackling, you know, uh, offensive guy setting a block, defensive guy trying to get off the block and then tackle a back who's got the ball. So it's kind of a three-man drill. And, yeah, they get out, and the, the, the players love it. There's a lot of young guys, so I think that gets the roster going too because it's like, all right, let's see what these dudes sure. got. So, um, you know, Kingsley Suomataya, you know, uh, Dante Thornton, you know, th- Jeffrey Bossa, throw some of those guys in there, see how they do. All, you know, those are three guys who all had pretty good reps on, on their respective sides of the ball. So uh, encouraging stuff. On Twitter at Duck Football, at Godux Mosley, uh, talking about the at Duck Football persona that you have right now. I'm curious, uh, now through a few spring practices, I mean, does it feel more normal at football practice now than it did in the beginning of fall camp? Like, if, if people kind of just figured out this new way of practicing with the guidelines? Yeah, um, I don't, you know, I don't know about more normal. I mean, I think they, I honestly, I think guys were pretty good about settling into like a routine in terms of the new normal last year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny when I've reflected on the last year with people, maybe the most normal stretch for me, quote unquote, was football season in the yeah. fall. And it was, it was shorter than usual. And it was, you know, it started so late and then that was different. But once we got into the routine of the season, and the routine of, you know, a uh, game week, that really, that's that's the most normal I've felt in the last year, you know, because it was three months there of standard routine. And, uh, you know, recently, you know, we've talked about it before, but, re- you know, recently it's been so chaotic with with the extra sports from the fall that we're, are playing now. Um, that hasn't felt normal. It's just, it's you're going a thousand miles an hour just yeah. trying to keep up and, and um, we're still not keeping it. Exactly. Yeah. But but that that stretch of the fall to me again just has all uh, has felt all along like kind of the most normal period. Fair enough. Cuz and I think to the credit of staff, coaches, players, they all just sort of settled into the, whatever the new routine looked like. They settled right into it. And so um it you know it, it was only a few days into the fall um, that it was like, all right, this is it. You know, we're just doing our thing, going through it. After Saturday for Oregon football, it will be already be a third of the way through spring ball. Yeah. The 15 practices allotted May 1st spring game. I know a lot of people wondering, is it going to be open to the public? Stay tuned on that. More details to come. Still kind of figuring things out. I feel like I can't say that enough at this point because right. we get the question every day, and I'm right. sure you do too, Rob. What have you learned about this team almost a third of the way through spring practice that, that you didn't know at the at the onset of spring football? Well, I mean, the most striking thing the very first day was just how fit everybody looked. Um, and I just, you know, I, I don't know why that struck me because I'm not great at year-over-year comparisons. You know, it's not like I can have a photographic memory of what the first practice last year looked like and comp- compare. That's not true. Yes, you do. But it just struck me. It was like, wow, everybody looks really fit. You know, they're, the freshmen that came in didn't, you know, the guys that have been here since January, it's not like they had, a, you know, a little bit of bad weight on them still that they had to get rid of. Um, you know, some of the skill positions guys just look really lean and, and muscular, even kind of the quote unquote skinny guys didn't look skinny. You know, the Dante Thornton's and the Troy Franklin's, um, yeah, they don't have a lot of body fat, but they got some muscle on them too, even, even though they're slender. So 
you know, that just struck me right off the bat. Um, and then, yeah, you know, just some of the depth, you know, from, from those numbers of those young guys who are able to just kind of slide right in. I mean, I think that's just the biggest thing, just the number of guys who's on hand early and the value of the reps they're getting now and how just quickly it seems like they're getting up to speed. The competition over the next three weeks is only going to benefit from that. They're only going to benefit from that over the summer as they go through workouts. And then, you know, the way they're going to be able to push the older guys come preseason camp, it's it's just going to be a lot more competitive situation than it would have been otherwise if they weren't showing up until then. Sure. Rob Mosley's editor-in-chief, GoDucks.com. Uh, practice reports all the time for Oregon football. A lot of other things to talk about. Uh, let's switch over to the at GoDucks Mosley portion of your of your life now. Two diamond weekends uh, that are going to be yeah. awesome. Now, you yeah. get a top-five matchup at Jane Sanders Stadium starting at 5 o'clock on Friday between Oregon and UCLA. You get a top-25 matchup between Oregon and Oregon State at PK Park. Ducks have already won that series in Corvallis. Now they got to defend home turf, and there's going to be fans in the stands for both of these, which is just going to be awesome. I mean, that's a pretty big weekend for the Diamond Sports. It is, yeah. It was, I was first looking towards this weekend a few days ago, and I was like, oh, there's not a whole lot going on. <laughs> Um, in terms of home events. And then you look at the magnitude of those series, and it's like, oh, this is a big weekend. Um, I was talking to Josh Phillips, our digital media guy, like, um, you know, on one hand, it doesn't feel like that big of a weekend just in terms of volume, but just in terms of the magnitude of the matchups, really, really big weekend. So it's going to be a fun a fun weekend out at the Jane and, and out at PK Park. And, um, you know, bo- in, in both cases, victories – over the, the the opponents coming to town in non-conference situations earlier in the year that you just know yep. that's that's going to flavor these matchups. You know, there's a there, there's a little bit of a vengeance element uh, in both cases um, for for both the UCLA softball team and Oregon State's baseball team. So uh, it's it's going to be really really fun. What I love too for fans, the games don't overlap. So you're going to get a 5 o'clock start and a 7 o'clock start softball, then baseball on Friday. 1 o'clock for the beginning of the doubleheader at the Jane on Saturday. 6.30 start for baseball at PK Park. And then finally it's going to be a noon start for Oregon softball and then a 4 o'clock start for Oregon baseball. Now, we do have tennis in action, uh, soccer in action as well, but at least for the diamond sports, I think it's great that these two series don't overlap. You know, fans aren't always that lucky. You and I aren't always that lucky that it works out that way. So I'm really looking forward to this weekend. There is a football practice Saturday. There is. Yeah, as well. So, but uh, I, yeah, I'm, that's in the morning, isn't it? I'm planning on doing baseball Friday, Saturday, softball Friday, Sunday. All right. Fair and enough. And then that way I can do football Saturday and then Sunday night. Just fall crash face. Yeah. Well, hey, I get it. <laughs> I understand. You know, that's uh, that's been the the way that things have gone. I mean, hey, look, I'll, I'll just say this as we, as we wrap it up because I know you're busy and you got a lot of stuff to do. We actually just. We're finalizing today. I'm going to start traveling with baseball again. Yeah. And so the light is at the end of the tunnel, Rob. That is that can is we, a good sign. We can be pretty happy That's about that, sign. right? Right? Sure. Happy? Okay. Rob Mosley. How does Lizzie feel about that? Uh, she you feels ready to good. Get rid of you? I think she feels great. My <laughs> yeah. wife's a teacher, so her head's been spinning since, well, last March. Um, so I think she's probably like, yeah, you, you go travel for a couple weekends. That's great. Yeah, I'll, so I'll, I'll clear my head. She's pretty. She's pretty stoked. Are, are you saying that because that was a conversation in your household after you guys, or after she traveled a little bit? No. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. About that answer, <laughs> Rob Mosley, the editor chief of GoDucks.com. You can find him on Twitter. Hang out with me all the time. <laughs> well, I was in such a glowing, happy, shiny, happy mood. I've never seen you in a bad mood. Wouldn't want to be around that all the time. Never seen you in a bad mood. <laughs> the editor-in-chief of GoDucks.com. He's on Twitter at DuckFootball, at GoDucksMosley. Hey, thanks for the flexibility this week. Uh, sliding back a day. It was uh, a lot of interviews that we had yesterday. Yeah, no, there's a lot so, going on, man. Yeah, well, yeah, so. 
No doubt. <laughs> no doubt about that. You just needed a second there. I did. <laughs> when we come back, uh, the greatest hits from Panay Sewell talking with the media because Pro Day. We haven't yeah. talked to you about that, but Pro Day, man, that's cool. Wishing all those guys the very, very best. Uh, we'll hear from Panay Sewell next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. This is Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager. Learning the lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spout. No, that like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pull me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Insiders and I'm on Point Community Credit Union. I'm Joey Mack. My thanks to Rob for joining us here inside the Country Financial Studio. And coming up, uh, we got a ton of pro day stuff that we normally, when there isn't as much going on around the the sporting landscape, we would have had these pro day interviews for you in full entirety. But there's been so much going on that Scott and I have had to kind of pick the the greatest hits of Oregon's pro day. So the guys all met with the media on Monday. And if you just joined us, uh, maybe later on this week, Panay Sewell talked with the media, and he was. Outstanding. Scott Phillips edited some of the greatest hits to wrap up your Duck Insider today. Have you had a contact from, well, I was about to say Oakland Raiders out of force of habit, but the Las Vegas Raiders or the San Francisco 49ers? Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I've been in contact with a little bit of both teams, more towards uh, the 49ers. Uh, yeah, uh, the contact's been good. Uh, the conversations have been fun. Your favorite offensive tackle in the NFL? Ties in with the 49ers still and uh, Trent Williams. Trent Williams is my favorite player right now, and uh, the way he, uh, his athleticism and power goes hand-in-hand, hand, uh, it's very uh, interesting and exciting to watch him. Have you spoken to the Chargers at all? That's my first question. Second one is, the last time you suited up and played in a game, Justin Herbert was your quarterback. What would it mean for you for him to be your quarterback again if drafted by the Chargers? 
Uh, so, yeah, I've uh, been talking to the Chargers. Uh, conversations have been made. And uh, to block for her again, man, I think it's another dream and another, uh, I guess, a vision that would be fun. Just like you said, uh, block for Herbert throughout this whole time I've been here at Oregon. And uh, to have that chance again to share the same field as him would be a uh, dream come true. Hey, Panay, uh, speaking of Justin Herbert, um, have you had any conversations with him as far as just transitioning from college into the NFL and that NFL lifestyle and landscape? Yeah, uh, definitely uh, leading into signing ages and so on and so forth. Uh, as y'all know, me and uh, Justin are under the same uh, agency. And uh, so, yeah, I hit him up talking about uh, what tips on what I need and like help me go out through this process and what to think. And uh, yeah, and also just a friendly uh, conversation to see how he's doing, to see how he's holding up. And yeah, a little a little chatter here and there about whether we'll play together or not. Quick follow-up. How much would you like it to play if you had the opportunity to play in SoFi Stadium? Sure. To play with her, I mean, that would be, again, uh, dream come true. That's my brother. Uh, the relationship that we created here when I became uh, an Oregon Duck is second to none. And, uh, again, that's a relationship that I'll carry out throughout my whole life and uh, to the grave. So to be able to share it again, to be able to share the field with Justin Herbert will, will mean a lot. Uh, yes, Benet, have you uh, talked with the Falcons? And uh, would it be an honor to go at four? Uh, yeah, I've talked with the Falcons. And, uh, yeah, uh, it'd be an honor to go wherever. But, uh, yeah, definitely the, if I went that early, uh, it would create, uh, eliminate a lot of stress and a lot of uh, certainty in my mind. But wherever I go, yeah, it'd be fun. Could you describe for the folks in Atlanta – what your game is like and how you like to play along the offensive line? Uh, I like to play real physical. Uh, I like to use my my body type to my advantage and to really get up in, under people's chin and to really show showcase my uh, mentality also to go along with my physicality that I'm coming off the ball every play with violent intentions and uh, that nothing less is coming from there. Hey, Penny, just what did it mean to be able to kind of do pro day with, with Gabe there? And just kind of how did that come about with, with Chris Ball inviting him to participate? Oh, yeah, to be able to share that moment with him was, uh, again, another one in my in my memory books and something that I'll cherish when I'm old and look back onto things. But, yeah, I mean, Chris Ball knew, and Chris Ball is like family to me. He's like my another, another dad in my eyes. So uh, the conversation has been made whether it's between me and him or my father, my real father and Cristobal. And uh, so, yeah. And uh, when the chance pre uh, presented itself that he was going to do pro day with me, it made things a lot easier too to kind of go throughout the process, knowing that he's kind of gone through it too. And him being there just kind of guiding me and kind of giving me little pointers on what to think and what to really just to be free-minded to go out there and do what I do. So uh, having him there right beside me was, again, something that I'll cherish forever. How about that? Coach Cristobal, that's what he is, you know? That's Coach Cristobal. That's who he is. You know, Panay Sewell talking about that and what it means to have another member of his family who was not a duck participating in Pro Day, giving him the opportunity. That's what it's all about, man. I'm glad that we could end the show on a positive note like that. Panay Sewell. Good luck to him and the rest of the Ducks. So hoping to get a few more comments from some of those future pro Ducks on the show tomorrow. Also, a big Oregon baseball preview. We're going to talk with Mark Wozikowski ahead of Oregon, Oregon State this weekend. Talk to you then.
Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. It's important to buckle up your kids. I know. Sometimes car seats can be complicated. I know. And if your child's in the wrong seat and you get into a crash. I know. It could lead to a serious injury. I know. So you're 100% sure you have the right car seat for your child's age and size? I don't know. Don't think you know. Know you know. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Make sure you have the right car seat. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Listen and imagine. It takes five seconds to send a text. And for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Everybody buckle up. Bum, 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 bum. Buckle up. Let's go. Buckle up. Can we go to the store? Buckle up. Everybody buckle up. A lot goes on in the car, but you're in control. So only move when you hear the click that says they're buckled in. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. been listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Oregon Sports Network.